Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Hi friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Father Rico here. We continue our study of Luke chapter 1. Today we're going to look at the birth of Jesus foretold, verses 26 to 38. So we hear in the gospel, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. He came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was very much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this is one of the most well-known passages in Luke's Gospel. This beautiful Annunciation story in which the angel Gabriel comes to Mary brings hope for heaven and earth. For indeed, the reign of God has come. The Messiah has been sent to redeem the people of God, the people of Israel, and each one of us. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus foretold in this experience, notice the comparisons of the angel's appearance to Zechariah and then the angel's appearance to Mary. Both Mary and Zechariah were seen as righteous. Mary, the much younger disciple of God, who was faithful, who was raised by her parents, St. Joachim and St. Anne, by bringing her to the temple. Mary was a faithful Jewish woman who trusted in God every day of her life. Here, Mary too, like Zechariah, was afraid. Again, when we think of ourselves, if the angel Gabriel appeared to us in all of his glory as the mighty archangel, we might be a little afraid if all of a sudden he appeared to us in our bedroom, in our living room, at work, or in the vehicle with us, wherever we find ourselves right now. And yet, Mary's fear quickly dissipates. As the angel says, do not be afraid, Mary. These beautiful words that Jesus says so many times in the scriptures, 365 times, God never wants us to be afraid 
our encounters with God, the angels, the saints, our Blessed Mother's apparitions, they're never to bring us fear, rather to bring us hope. And so the angel Gabriel appears as the messenger of hope, bringing hope to the world, for indeed, Emmanuel, God is with us. And so, friends, in the background, we hear of Mary and Joseph, who were both righteous. We see that the lineage of King David is linked to Saint Joseph. And so, as the prophets had foretold that the Messiah was going to come from one of the tribes of Israel, we recognize that Jesus is often called in the Gospels, the son of David, showing that lineage that traces all the way back many generations before. We also recognize that Mary is a virgin. This is a very important teaching of the church. We call this a dogma of faith. Dogma meaning one of the necessary teachings of our faith that makes us Catholic. We recognize that Jesus was not conceived of natural causes and the love of husband and wife. In fact, we recognize here that Mary and Joseph are not even married when the angel comes. And this experience of God's mercy and love shown to Mary and all of the world. And so Mary was a faithful Jew and her anticipation of marrying Joseph that they were going to wait to share marital relations until after they were married before God. So Mary's heart is pure. Joseph's heart is pure. And this purity of heart is one of the many reasons in which God chose her to be the greatest woman ever created. So Mary, as a young woman, she's not educated. She's not coming from a king or a queen and a royal family. Rather, it is Mary's heart that moves God so much so that he determines that she is the one who should become the mother of the Messiah. And so Mary remains humble. Mary remains pure. Mary remains faithful and righteous before God. Now you might ask yourself, friends, well, wait a second, Zachariah questioned and he was muted. Mary asked, how can this be? And it seems like there was no punishment given to her. Or friends, this is the challenge sometimes of just reading something on a page. Sometimes it's hard to recognize the tone of the question. How can this be? I'm an old man is very different from the young Mary who asks, how can this be since I am a virgin? So it's a genuine asking of a question as opposed to a cynical response to what Zechariah deemed would be impossible. And so as the angel says to Mary, for nothing shall be impossible with God, Mary and each of us are invited to enter into many aspects of life which to the outside world might deem impossible, and yet to God indeed all things are possible, especially here in the conception of Jesus in the womb of our Blessed Mother Mary. How important it is to see too that it is the same angel that went to meet Zechariah that greets Elizabeth and greets our Blessed Mother. It is the message of the angel Gabriel 
who comes to Mary and gives her the greetings that she has found favor with God. How beautiful would that be if the angel Gabriel appeared to us right now, friends, you and me, and said, Rico, or your name, you have been found with favor with God. Would that not be music to our ears, friends? How many of us are striving for sainthood and holiness? And so Mary is affirmed in her desire to serve God from her heart. This should inspire us too, to remain faithful in the sight of God. Mary had to overcome her fear. Mary had a choice to make. Mary chose to remain faithful to God and she inspires us as we call her the perfect disciple for she always opened up herself to her family, to those she knew, to the will of God. We will hear later on that the last words of Mary in the scriptures were at the wedding of Cana, where she turns to the servants and says, do whatever he tells you. This is one of my favorite sayings that Mary gives. Why? Because it shows that she gets it, an openness to the will of God. May this inspire us too, friends, to open ourselves to the will of God in our life. Notice as the greeting continues, the angel Gabriel is speaking about how great the Messiah will be. This is the one whom priests and prophets long for. This is the Messiah to whom Mary and Joseph had longed for. This is the Messiah to which you and I long for. Jesus, the King of glory, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, who is fully God and through the power of the Holy Spirit will become fully human in the womb of our Blessed Mother. The angel signifies in this beautiful phrase that he gives to Mary that indeed this is the one to whom the Jewish people have longed for. Mary would immediately connect the fact that God is choosing her to be an instrument of salvation. Mary had a choice to make. She could have said yes. She could have said no. Mary's yes brings joy to all the angels, the saints, and all of us. That both in heaven and on earth, God's will is done through the faithfulness of the faithful, humble disciple that we call Mama Mary. We recognize that the angel continues to say that it is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just something that Jesus teaches us later on in ministry. Rather, throughout the scriptures, we see the movement of God, the Holy Spirit, who brings the impossible and makes it possible. It is the Holy Spirit who transforms the heart of Mary and makes her indeed a temple of God. It is the Holy Spirit who comes upon us, friends, in the sacraments of the church. Each and every day when we worship God, it is the Holy Spirit who touches us so that we can become God's children. And so the angel also reveals to our Blessed Mother the fact that Elizabeth is also to be found with child. So here Mary not only gets to rejoice of God touching her life and the life of Joseph, 
but also her family member, Elizabeth, who is her distant relative, allows us to understand that indeed God's glory shines forth in those who are righteous. Mary would have been filled with joy not only at the great news shared with her, but the news that God has looked with favor upon her cousin Elizabeth too. And as Elizabeth and Zechariah were seen as righteous, these would have been family members to which Mary would have rejoiced for God touched their lives too. Just as we heard in the passage before, Elizabeth give glory to God. Let us once again hear the beautiful words that Mary shares. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Mary opens her heart to the will of God. Mary opens her heart to the grace that God wishes to flood into her soul. May we be like Mary, giving praise to God, that we live the scriptures, especially the psalm. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. Mary opens herself to the will of God and recognizes that she is but a servant of the Lord. May these words touch our lives too. In our own vocations, friends, as married people, as single people, as religious sisters or brothers, as deacons or priests, each of us have been called to be like Mary, opening ourselves up to the will of God in our own vocation, sometimes pushing us beyond boundaries that we find ourselves in our comfort level. And yet, like Mary, if we trust in God and we place ourselves as his servant, think of the great work that the Holy Spirit did through Mary and God's wishes to use the Holy Spirit through you, his precious son or daughter. So as we celebrate this first joyful mystery that we find in our rosary, indeed the rosary, the expression of the gospels and the living of the gospels, we recognize that the encounter with the angel Gabriel and Mary has brought joy to all people in all nations in all times. May the joy of this hopeful message that the Messiah is with us, bring us joy and peace so that we will walk as God's daughters and sons. Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with you, my friend. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.